0: Romancing the Dungeon is intended for mature audiences, as this show contains adult themes. But, like, not those kind of adult themes. Just some sensitive stuff that some audience members may find upsetting. Content warnings for specific episodes can be found in episode descriptions. You're listening to Romancing the Dungeon, a soft core d podcast about heroes navigating their daily lives while looking for love in a world full of peril, monsters, and heartbreakers. Last time on Romancing the Dungeon. <laughs> Oh, don't okay, like me. I'm just here to give you a recap. <laughs> I mean, Ivan was in a cave and he was living his past life. And Gael was off doing some secret backstabbing bullshit. <laughs> Fafia F- and Ajalius, well, they were off on the most platonic date that's ever existed but you know what you you know what you really missed out on my birthday (laughs) oh Oh, and i think efesta's dead Kyle, it's late in the night when you stumble out of your apartment. Your home, now the home to the woman prating around an imposter, and invaded by Una Isidrim, or as you know her more commonly, the Empress. The papers you hold in your hand, the reading of the tarot, the individuals that have and are making their way into the city immediately, even as she was speaking these words to you, your mind begins to race and begins to look at the big picture. What are you not seeing? What is happening that your attention has been pulled away from? that all of this could happen without your knowledge, without you knowing it. What are you doing about it? He steps out and
1: takes a moment to steady himself and for a really brief second um, debates internally whether or not to just set fire to the place. And find a new place for himself to settle down insofar as there's been a kind of a violation there that he's really genuinely deeply unhappy about. Looks the place up and down, turns and going through a kind of mental catalogue of anyone who might have connections of or to the royal house is going to start getting names and going to start probing for people who might have some connection to the royalty there.
0: You, again, like a little Rolodex of who's who and who have you in your pocket, a name springs to mind, a halfling woman, Daphne LeSire, She's an unassuming figure uh, in the the palace, uh, a bureaucrat, but Daphne's weakness is gambling and you have in the past exploited it. She owes you a favour, Daphne is and has access to the palace financial records.
1: simple enough um barring the fact that he knows he's digging a little bit close to home in so far as where his own work is kind of originating at the moment and will assume a false identity to be able to carry out this work from this point Are we talking full like disguise kit and where necessary? Yeah. In all likelihood, he'll probably just, most of it is not going to be done face to face. Um, He's not one for concealing his physical identity. One, because it can be somewhat, it's arduous to do. Um, And two, because he doesn't like, he doesn't like to not look like and feel like himself. Um, so most of it is probably going to be through correspondence and falsified official documentation and stuff like that and so far as, uh, where, where possible, he'll conduct it through intermediaries or through letters or anything like that when he's following up on this financial kind of trail.
0: And are you going to head straight to the, the
1: palace? Yeah, he's going to head right there.
0: You cross the city as quickly and as quietly, as stealthily as you possibly can trying not to draw attention to yourself one eye over your shoulder Una you've crossed her a couple of times now in the last couple of weeks the woman that was standing in your apartment very very different to the woman you met in Tezra her demeanour her attitude, everything about her It's not that you'd ever underestimate another member of the tarot. But. There was something about her. Tonight that. You can't shake. And as. Much as you try. You keep kind of going back to. Just how forceful and intimidating a presence she had in your home in your domicile. But. As you find yourself lost in thoughts. You've crossed the city far quicker time than you normally would have and you find yourself in the municipal quarter all the business the affairs the records and stuff that wouldn't be kept necessarily in the palace it'll be kept here probably in the parliament building you slip inside and as you do a guard kind of very sorry we're closed
1: oh no apologies i actually am I know I'm, I'm aware. I'm very sorry. I know it's late in the day, but uh, and he feigns like rubbing a, a, or kind of scratching his head, running a hand through his hair. He says, look, I'm really sorry. I just, my ass is going to get handed to me if I don't, if I don't get these records sorted through. And I was supposed to come through early in the day, but it's just when, when you're up at the palace, things are, It's just kind of busy at the moment, and I haven't had the time, and I'm just, I can't, I can't not make this one. I'm so, I'm so sorry.
0: Uh, Okay, you're, you're all right. It Uh, won't take
1: long, I promise. I'll just be in and out.
0: Okay, Kim, uh, okay, uh, and he's kind of looking around. Uh, 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 What's your name? Arden. Arden, go on. Okay, uh, just this once, mind you, and I didn't see you. And if you're caught, you just snuck past me. Of
1: of course, yes. No, I'll be I'll be very discreet. I'm I, I'm so sorry. Again, it'll be real quick.
0: He moves towards the as you pass through the main entrance. You did see that you're only in kind of a little foyer area. There is a uh, barred kind of gate blocking further entrance into the main part of the the Parliament building. Uh, he comes out of a small little hut and he unlocks it.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You've no idea. He's holding his hands up in kind of mock gesture of prayer. Uh,
0: you're going to... You're heading straight to Daphne's? Yeah. You slip down a small corridor. You, you're you nowhere near the, the main floor of the, uh, the Senate. You're not going anywhere near. That's not your business. Daphne is not up there. Daphne is some tiny little dusty thing that sits in the back rooms in the back hall. the records underground and that's exactly where you find her lost under lamplight huge bug eyes exaggerated by the milk bottle glasses that sit on her face Uh, her hair this mangled wiry mess of reddish brown curls that are like there's pencils sticking out of it there's a couple of papers sticking out of it and she's got a heavy coat on and uh, she seems to kind of half warming herself beside a lukewarm cup of something and she's kind of half whispering to herself as she's poring over the records, darling.
1: And he will flick a fireball to lighten his uh, first two fingers.
0: Oh, holy God. Oh, oh, oh uh, uh, no, no naked flames, no naked flames. Oh, and she's adjusting her glasses a little bit. Ah, oh, oh, tis yourself, Kyle, all the way down to see little old me. <sighs>
1: what do you want? The fire is kind of dancing between his fingertips and he says, I'm so sorry. I thought you looked cold. And then he snuffs it out. Budget cuts. Of course, of course. Understandable. Look, if you ever need anything, you know you can come to me, right? In that regard.
0: I do. Um, I try not to, you know, uh, sometimes the cost is a little. (sighs) Oh, Daphne, you're. (sighs) Oh, if they ever come for you.
1: Mm-hmm. He reaches out and places a hand very gingerly on top of hers, not in a threatening way at all, <laughs> just very gently on top of hers.
0: She's trembling, but you don't know if it's because
1: she's cold or if she's a little frightened. You know, we'd never let that happen, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, we'd never yeah, let that. Yeah, happen
0: Yeah, I do. <laughs> and then she just draws like a figure across. Her. So, yeah, mm-hmm. no, I know, I know. Um, uh, like, oh, what, what can I do for you?
1: He scooches Kind of carelessly, a, a a bundle of paper across the desk to make room oh, okay. for him to sit himself uh, yeah. down on top of. Yeah,
0: you you. Uh, yeah, never mind that. Okay, yeah.
1: And kind of sweeps his, his clothes out from under. Him. Look, nothing major this time. Um, how are you doing? First of all, how are you doing? You okay? I'm.
0: I'm. I uh,
1: I'm. I'm good. Yeah. I. Keeping, it, new... keeping it in the green. I in, in the black. I'm not sure what the colour is. Not the red, anyway. Not the red, Daphne.
0: (laughs) No, uh, all is... All is good. Uh Yeah, yeah. All is very good. um, Very...
1: uh, (laughs) (laughs) She's just, yeah. She doesn't read a word. to look. Of course, of course. Um, Look, I am just following up on something. There is a little... There's a little kind of niggling thing... That's been going on. And there's just some. There's some unusual records coming from the royal household that I'm just trying to trace down. And I was wondering maybe if you could help me with pinning these. I'm just seeing if there's anything. Well, look, you know, I assume there's some unusual records coming from the royal household. You know what I mean?
0: And she adjusts her glasses a little bit. Uh, uh, um... Uh, unusual records. Um, oh no, it's it's all fairly clean.
1: Fairly clean, fairly clean for a royal family is generally not super clean for anyone else, though, is it, Daphne?
0: Okay. Um. Uh. Oh. Uh. And she's kind of now kind of rummaging around like some of the papers and the books and stuff. Uh, I mean, uh, there's, uh, and then she grabs a ledger, flicks to it, instinctively, almost knowing exactly the page, and her hand glides down the margin and she points at it, and then she flips to the next page, and the next page, and the next page. Uh, 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 well, if you're, if you're looking for something, uh, this has always been a bit of a, a sticky wicket. Uh, can't quite put my sticky finger on it and she draws kind of a, your attention to a line it's a it's a monthly donation a fairly sizable one like it's, it's about a hundred gold pieces every month it's to uh, a temple adjacent uh for brogue it's not even the main temple it's going to kind of one of the smaller centers like a borough temple
1: Rather than Daphne, like, turning this to face Kyle, he, like, gets in very close. He gets his face kind of right up against hers and pushes his hair oh. back behind his ear. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, look, that's pretty clean. Rogue. Rogue's pretty clean, isn't You know, charity and that side of things. Yeah, I,
0: that's what I just put it down to. <laughs> of course. Just a little charity donation every month for the last... 20 odd years.
1: (laughs) You know, (laughs) you know, just doing some palace good, I guess. Just doing some palace, you know, just, uh, just, that's how they do, you know, always looking out for the little people. Um, Do you feel looked out for Daphne?
0: Very. uh, She's now staring down at the pages. Very, very looked out for Mr. Doris. Very looked out for.
1: He takes a small satchel of gold out from a, a little pocket, a little side pocket and, Look, it's not much. There's 40 gold in there,
0: but go have some fun, Daphne. You look a little stressed. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I couldn't. The bag's already off the table. <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely seeing you. <laughs> it's... Uh, uh, these are lovely visits. Um, Daphne? Yeah. <laughs> yes?
1: And he locks eyes with her and his... uh. His expression changes to a very stern one. There are no visits, Daphne.
0: No, uh, I I, I meant... And she just goes back to looking at the, the books and she's writing things down. Um...
1: He stands up off the desk, takes her... Stands behind her, takes both of her shoulders in his hands and squeezes and says, Keep warm, Daphne.
0: <laughs> Give me an intimidation check. <laughs> Thirteen plus six. That's a nineteen. You feel her whole body tense. Like, she tense when you put her hands on her. But when you tell her to keep warm, her whole body locks. Uh, uh, Brother Nihilus, you could ask for Brother Nihilus at the temple. (laughs) I could.
1: I could do that. If I were going to follow up on this.
0: Yes. uh, uh, And I don't know anything. Don't sell yourself short, Daphne.
1: You just don't know anything pertaining to this matter, correct? Correct. Wonderful.
0: Don't work too hard now. Uh, And she kind of, she just goes back to kind of fixing the desk uh, up a little
1: bit. He lets his hand rest a little bit longer, um, removes them gently and steps away. Oh. Kyle are you going to go straight to the the temple? Yeah, there's a kind of a, a there's a there's a determination to him now that's partly born of the fact that he's onto something and partly more than partly born of the fact that he's he needs something to do with the frustration and the angry energy that he's he's had landed on him by the invasion of his house and like there's no there's no pleasant way for him to to release that tension otherwise, so he is like a dog with a bone here now.
0: With that in mind, the name and the even the the particular temple that's donation is going to you're making your way to the borough of Hillview, hmm. one of the suburbs in the old eastern side of Galeshire. and while you're making your way there you're again your thoughts are kind of going off in a million different directions it's not that you're scattered, it's not that you're panicking around that, but it is that sort of like pulling on these threads and drawing these connections and trying to, trying to pull things together. What is it precisely, what is it exactly that would have somebody request an assassination of the King of Gilchar? And why the tarot?
1: There is one thing that's eating at him. Speaking of the tarot. There's a card that may be more inclined towards having dealings with people who would hang around the Temple of Brogue, with people who would uh, benefit from charity at the Temple of Brogue. And he's a little bit wary of stepping on toes there. He's not quite sure how to approach it. Is there anything that he would know that would point him towards temperance? So when he's embarking on this specific endeavor,
0: give me a, a wisdom check. 17. Regarding your relationship with Temperance, your networks would intertwine. Uh, you'd have your own separate contacts, but given that Temperance is a uh, a member of the Order for Brogue, they have a network of urchins, vagrants, downtrodden, who are kind of minded by them in return for information. They're not based in the city of Gilshire, mm. but that doesn't mean their network doesn't extend mm. this far. So, you are treading in another tarot's territory you would tread carefully okay okay thank you you make your way to hillview and the temple brogue's temples are always uh, very very simple they lack uh, any form of ornation uh they're very very uh they're meant to be they, they the, the brogue is not about showing off brogue is not about mad offerings the brogue is about giving to others um and as you make your way inside, you do see that there is a couple of priests kind of milling around. They're just taking care of some of the people that they might have found wandering the streets looking for help. Um, and one, an, an, an older gentleman, uh, a dwarven man, approaches you. Uh, good evening to you, uh, sir. What can I help you with? Apologies.
1: I have, I'm just coming, to, I'm here on... I'm here on business from the palace, okay? And I, um, I'm following up on a couple of things here now. How do I put it? I'm so sorry. Do you have somewhere we could kind of sit and talk, or of,
0: oh, of, of, of course, uh, young fella. Uh, perhaps would you like it? Would you like some hot tea? And we can take it in my study if you wish.
1: That would be fantastic. Thank you so much. For your hospitality and generosity. Truly, any kind of gestures around, you know, makes sense, I guess.
0: Well, you know, part and parcel of the job. He leads you uh, through the halls uh, into a small little office, and you see on the door as you pass in, you're heading to kind of like the, effectively, the high priest of this temple, or in this case, the manager, uh, Brother Nihilus. He offers you a chair. Across from a very, very simple wooden desk. <sighs> thank you, brother. Now, what seems to be troubling you?
1: Oh, apologies. I. It's not. It, it's not a personal matter. I'm here again. Um, I am a junior bookkeeper in the palace, and I'm trying to sort through some old documentation. They have me trying to put a sort of reasonable filing system on all these old receipts and donations and everything, and it just. It's, I At this mean,
0: hour of the night and everything
1: Well I'm going to be honest with you I've not been I've been kind of struggling under there And I've, I've said it You know I've said look maybe I could If I could even get someone else to give me a hand For a couple of hours a day Then maybe it would be that bit easier to get through There's just so many There's just so many going back so long And there's no real organisational system in place okay, anyway so. Okay, no, okay So I'm trying to catch up I'm trying to catch up and I'm not doing very well. And whenever...
0: Give me a deception check. 11. He kind of holds the hand out in front of you. It... Take... And he he takes a small little pot and he pours you a cup of tea into a little uh, brown ceramic cup. Take a sip. Take a breath. Okay, okay. the work will get done. The work will get done. Hmm. You're here looking... For receipts, well, it's just
1: I know there's donations, and they've been going back a long time to the temple, and I look, I understand that the they would it's charitable donations, presumably from the royal family. I just don't have anyone who can really vouch to. I've I've got a, at least it's I've I think it's a, a hovering around two decades here from what I've seen, um, going back through the ledges, and that would um. Out of character. How long is Dreyfus's
0: reign so uh, far? Sixty odd years. Sixty odd years. Okay,
1: so that's that's going back a ways. You know, you're talking like a third of the current the current king, and I'm just trying to figure out when they started and who presumably the king himself gave the go. I can't talk to the king, obviously, um, and and. You know, just exactly how much we're talking. They're, they're generous, obviously, sizable donations. And that's, you know, just just good looking out for, for people, mm, um, mm. which I, I would stand by. And mm. look, I'm he's he kind of fingers a, a, a coin purse. He says, look, I, I don't I don't generally make donations, but I do. It's not. um, it, it,
0: look. Put your put your money away, lad. If you're looking, you're looking, you're, are you looking for evidence that what the money has been spent on? Or, well, yes. Every month for the last 20 odd years, 24, give or take, we have received a donation from the royal family. And it's helped so many wonderful people. Yeah. Now, we've kept the ledgers, we've kept the notes, the donation comes straight to the temple First of the month. Okay.
1: No. Yeah, I do have that. I do have that. That's okay. And it just kind of goes on general kind of charitable causes. It's re. It goes out to the community. Then.
0: Well. Yes. Give me an insight check. <laughs> That's not one. It kind of gives you a smile, and you're a little bit taken aback by it and as he's kind of shuffling around the room to get a couple of bits and pieces, your eyes are kind of drifting, and you've kind of... You're not certain, but you think you heard somebody outside. And you kind of lose focus from what he's saying. And you're kind of doubly making sure that you there isn't anybody. And you even kind of go so far as to kind of like turn your whole body to face the door. As you're doing that, you kind of half miss what he has said. And as you come back, you see that he is he has a he has a fairly hefty looking leather bound ledger in front of him. And he's rifling kind of through it. And the desk is very, very simple looking. As with all Brogues temples, there's there's little to no decoration in it. But something about his desk catches your eye. And there's a small little figure. Looks like. It's made of silver, so that's the first thing. It looks like a little eagle.
1: Uh, yes, um, yes, no. I just think. Sorry, um, I'm so sorry. I'm just my my head's not in it at the moment. No, I'm, I... I'm. I'm sorry. You were saying. I just. I just think. Look, um, look. If you know, if if they want. The donation's done in secret, so it's not, you know, so it's out of the public eye and it's outside of scrutiny. That's fine. But no. I just think, why not? Like, it's kind of a good news story. You're doing right by your people. Then no, 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 no. To... The, the, the,
0: the donation's aren't in secret. Well, not, 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 not that I'm aware of. Well, no, of it.
1: just not that it's publicized, you know. Oh, you think uh... you'd be going around saying, oh, look at all the good we're doing in the community for all of all of our, 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 our you know.
0: But as Brogue says, you don't do good deeds to reap rewards. You do them for the sake of them. So perhaps whoever it is in the palace is just leading by example.
1: At this point, Kael is going to wordlessly cast attack tech thoughts with his psionic sorcery. Uh, yeah. And just skim surface level, not probe to the point where it would reveal what's happening to this man.
0: As you as he's kind of chatting along and again, he's going through it. Kind of sh- he's showing you, you know, this is the first year where we got this much money it's kind of it's all a bit hazy Like as he's kind of like starting back you know a couple of years ago it's very hazy but as he kind of gets to newer donations the images of the people coming to actually give the money eh, they've a little bit more shaped them the most recent donations in the last year or so very vivid he remembers Amiel Burbanks from the palace very very well because she's very 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 pretty she's drop dead gorgeous and brother Nihilus has a bit of a, a bit of a gras for her despite the fact that there's about 80 years between them um yeah you have a you can cl- you can clearly see her uh, a young Hurongan woman probably in her mid to late 20s dressed impeccably in off kind of white gown she's a lady of the court
1: at this point he's still listening, kind of half listening. Um, that's more or less enough that he has lost interest in, in, in pursuing anything else specifically
0: through Nihilus. Um, so every month uh, uh, Miss Burbank's comes, the donation, we receive it, it's all counted and then it's going on school books for the children it's going on medicine. It's mm-hmm. going on our food banks. Oh. And uh, we're now looking at doing an extended community based garden. Oh, well, that's lovely. So you can see it's all. Shall I have a copy of these sent to the to the palace?
1: He stands up and kind of doesn't stand up so much as he goes to lean over to, to have a look at the ledger. He said, what dates to that? And as he does, so uh, is going to knock his cup of tea. Um, and uh, in the process of spilling it just while Detect Thoughts is active he will I'm assuming a couple of things I'm assuming the man holding the ledger might move the ledger and I'm going to assume it will get over the table enough that Kyle can kind of go to discreetly move the silver eagle or lift it out of the way hopefully catching this man's eye Okay. While detect thoughts is active.
0: So give me a slight of hand check, and then depending on this one, you're are you trying to swipe the eagle? No, literally just
1: literally just handle it in such a way that it brings it to the forefront of this man's mind so I can get a, a an idea of what he's thinking.
0: Okay. About. Thirteen. So you you move over. It's not as it's not as clean uh, a movement as you it does look a little bit like is he, He's not. It's not just clumsiness. That's that was just idiocy. As you knock, I mean, your hand literally knocks into the cup. Uh, it spills, and immediately he goes to whip the the ledger away for fear that ruins the pages. Give me. We're I mean, not trying to steal it. You you can just pick it up. Yeah, I was going to ask you to give me another slide of hand check to like. I think we're like like we're robbing. I think we're a no, no. full magpie on it. <laughs> More uh, brandish it than anything. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you. He goes to save the ledger. You go to save the little silver eagle. Now it's no bigger than a it's literally no bigger than a small little pillar candle like it's not a a, like the silver on it doesn't appear to be particularly like it's not made of silver it might just be kind of a silver paper or sort of painted like that it's got a bit of weight in it Um, and as you pick it up and you're kind of you're holding it he sees it in his mind's eye and you see a small little boy having carved it and painted it and giving it to Brother Nihilus as a birthday present, and Nihilus just kind of like ruffling his hair agelius
1: curious um oh that uh, was uh, me that was me yeah <laughs> sorry I I, I I feel like I adopted a Kyle voice there curious.
0: oh no no uh, um uh. Please, uh, I don't really have much now, but there's that's sentimental value more than monetary. He's kind of dangling it from from a wing or or kind of
1: wherever is you know adjacent on it, and just oh oh gosh, I'm sorry. And he, he he takes his robe and kind of pats dry the patch of table and and just puts it back down. Um, look. Uh, um, if you could get the ledgers sent out, look, there's no rush. I know that paperwork is the last thing that's on your mind here. I'm sorry again. And he starts dabbing at the table in in your own time. No rush, really. It's fine. I'm sorry. I um.
0: I fucked it again. <laughs> you are in a temple. Sorry. Sorry. I'll have the books sent over in the morning. Who will I have them sent to? If you could just get them sent to Arden in, um,
1: God, I was going to say like finance. It's probably not called finance in medieval fantasy land. Is it? Accounting.
0: (laughs) Accounting. No.
1: Treasury. If you could just get them sent to Arden in the treasury. I'm the only, I'm the only one, not the only one, the treasury. I'm I'm the only, um, they'll
0: know. Of course. And, uh, well, you're always welcome back to the temple, then, if you ever need anything, even if it's just to talk. I really appreciate that, Brother Nainas. Thank you so much. As yeah, Kenner's... he'll stand and, okay. and
1: kind of sheepishly make a, a show, of kind of like his damp robes, kind of trying to position him in such a way that they're not like brushing up against him or anything. Yeah,
0: thanks. As you, as you go to leave, you again, you meander back down the corridor out into the main area. Heading out into the street You just feel something tug on your Cloak Whips around Hand on the hilt of his scimitar Not Drawing it There's a small urchin like A small little child Looking up with you Just this like Blonde hair And a tiny little horn Sticking out of the side of his head a, A little spindly tail It's a small little tiefling boy
1: Hey little fella
0: what can I do for you? For you. And he hands you uh, a little thing. Gingerly takes it. <laughs> and he runs off.
1: Scans around. Won't open it in the presence of... Won't open it on a, a public street. Okay, you can dip down a small little side street here. He'll He'll walk for five to ten minutes and then dip down somewhere.
0: Okay. It's a small little envelope. And when you open it... Inside there's a golden tarot card of the hanged man
1: What the fuck did I do this time? To clarify, this is a this is a warning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is you it's done between members of the tarot that again, I will send the hangman after you mm. if you continue to encroach.
1: <sighs> These really are very pretty. You'd think people would be a little more reticent about bandying them around. Um, he'll keep it this time. Okay. Are you heading to the palace? He's going to head in the direction of the palace and he's going to stop off Uh, somewhere nondescript for a drink first, to to have a small internal debate with himself as to whether or not it's worth continuing down this road. And I think while he's doing that, he might just... On the way, he might just cast a sending spell, kind of absentmindedly to Hephaestus, to say... Hi, Heffy. Got caught up in some things. Let me know if we need to be back for the king any time soon. Love, Kaya.
0: The message extends out. You feel the magic moving. You feel a connection, but there's no response all right someone's pretty as you as you kind of sit uh, in the in the bar you've made your way to a small little it was a gallery then it was like a, an open poet space uh, there was rumors that it was going to become high-flying apartments um, it's since become a small little bistro slash wine bar um, you're sitting in your favorite little booth in the haypenny mulling over the night that's passing the events of the day previous, the events of the last god knows how many weeks it's been your mind drifting to the the tarot and the reading that is coming what all of this really means and as you reach out to Hephaestus hoping that you will get a reply hoping that somebody will answer Somebody, somebody you like um, can, You can connect to You can reach out to And even if you can't Tell her But it's knowing that at least There's a friendly voice At the other side of it When there isn't one You Skull your drink Brace yourself And head out into the night And the cold
1: He Is still thinking it all over He's heading towards the The castle He's still thinking it over as he goes. And really, if he's being honest with himself, he's not 100% sure what's goading him on here, except for the fact that someone doesn't want him to do it. Just pure contrarianism. Um,
0: From Kyle.
1: <laughs> guiding, guiding his footsteps and... Not even a buzz on, but like, you know, one drink in, he's going, he's thinking he might stop for another before all this is done. And he thinks it couldn't hurt to just nudge things and see if anything comes loose. And he kind of convinces himself, it's not going to be, he's not going to go, he's not going to go that far. He's just gonna,
0: he's just gonna have a little peek. The threads of whatever it is that you are pulling on, loosely wrapped around the tips of your fingers, you head in the direction of the palace, Uh, the name Emil Burbank's firm in your mind, your internal struggle to one side, you make your way back up into the municipal district approach the palace bridge and on the other side two guards stand outside the front of the palace have you business in the palace as he
1: approaches he is going to take out a or reach into his pocket um as he says ah yes uh, i have a delivery to make i have the papers here Uh, He is going to draw out his uh, arcane focus, his orb. Uh, He is going to use twin spell to cast suggestion on both of them. No, just one of them. He's going to suggest that one of them takes him to the home, The, the, the location of Amiel. Okay. um so he can conduct his business but that it's maybe a little bit above their pay grade and they probably don't want to uh they probably don't want to ask too many questions um in a in a not in a threatening way just in a kind of general like you're you're better off not knowing okay. um that is jesus what is that i've forgotten how games work that is a dc 14 wisdom save um for both of them Okay. I'm not rolling anything. <laughs> <laughs> wait!
0: wait, wait. <laughs> uh, I'll just do them both together. Yep. Okay, even with a plus one, that is only eight. Oh, holy. Uh, they as you approach uh Kyle, the second you start reaching to into the pocket, they start reaching for weapons. And as you draw out your arcane focus the orb, uh it glows milky white and your eyes get the same kind of sheen over them. You need to
1: take, me to, see, take me to see you need to take me to see that.
0: And as you speak, and the words filter, both of them kind of look at each other and kind of go, uh, okay, you go. Yeah, yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go. And they kind of, they both look at you, and a little bit flustered, they draw the gate open, and you are escorted inside the grounds of the palace. You've been here before. It's not that fancy. Visagian Empire Palace is way bigger. You slip inside, and the guard, he's not bringing you in through the, the front entrance, he's bringing you around one of the wings of the palace and in through a back entrance slipping you in through kind of the servant's quarters around the kitchens and so on and so forth. Not that a lady of the court would be here but it's easier to get you in here especially if questions aren't going to be asked and stuff like that. And the odd servant passes and kind of looks at you but no one's really because they see the guard obviously you're an official business. You are escorted into uh, an internal passageway inside the palace along a very finely decorated uh, hallway and he stops outside a a door and uh, he knocks very gently.
1: Actually, as he reaches out a hand to knock, Kyle will very gently grab his wrist and say, if you don't mind, I'd like to see her in private. Is that okay? I'm so sorry. And he he lets go and makes a show of holding up his hands kind of non-threateningly. give me
0: a persuasion check 19 uh, oh oh, uh, oh oh of course uh and he kind of half bows at you and he moves away from the door heading back kind okay. of down the, the corridor
1: Kyle cla- casts his uh his gaze around um is there a keyhole that he could look through in the door there is yeah Can you see a Harangon woman through the keyhole?
0: You don't see anybody inside, though there is a small fire lit in the room.
1: Hmm. He is... I'll tell you what I'm going for here. Are the corridors laid out in such a way that he could potentially essentially knickknack this woman?
0: Uh, Yes.
1: Could he look from somewhere distant enough and see if she opens the door?
0: Yeah, you'd have to give me a stealth check. Um, But yeah. Okay.
1: He is going to cast guidance on himself for the stealth check. Okay. And do exactly that. He's going to attempt to knock at the door, duck out of sight and keep an eye on it as it opens. 21. Okay. And your guidance? Oh, yeah. Uh, three for 24
0: total. Okay. Yeah, you you rap on the door very, very quickly. And just as you do, you scoot as fast as you can back down the hallway and you half hide yourself. Well, you don't half hide yourself. You hide yourself behind a tapestry giving you kind of full view of the room. You'd have to be staring at the tapestry to notice you like she's. You do hear the door open and a small Harangan woman, uh, two kind of little puffy ears and a kind of cotton tail of hair on top pokes her head out a little sleepily. Hello.
1: At this point, Kyle's going to establish a telepathic link with her because he can see her. He is going to pull his cloak around him and he is going to walk away.
0: Okay. um, You got me again. Uh, Very clever girls. And she shuts the door.
1: This lasts for seven minutes but remains active within three miles of each other. He is going to leave the palace. While he's walking, he'll give it a minute or two to get away from the door. Probably a minute, realistically, if it lasts seven. He's going to give it a minute to get away as he walks a little hurriedly back the way he came, tracing his steps. Uh, and then in his mind, as he goes, is going to reach out and say, don't be scared, I know it's weird.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, no, no, no. no, Nope.
1: Nope. nope perfectly. Not nope. scared. Nope. Amiel. Amiel. No, Relax. No, You're I don't really Get out of my brain. Amy. No, Amy. No, no. one calls me Amy. Nobody
0: calls me. I call you Amy. No, I don't know who you are. Mm.
1: Hmm. <sniffs> No, correct. And I don't know much about you, Amy, but I have a feeling we're going to get to know each other pretty
0: well now. Uh, well, you're inside my head, I think, I hope, and maybe I'm just dreaming. Mm. Ow! Nope. Nope, nope! nope, very much awake, and you are in my head.
1: Correct. I'm
0: going to go get a girt. No,
1: uh, that's not going to help you. They're not in your head, Amy. They're not I'm in your head.
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> um,
1: there are there's a very simple way to make this topic. A very simple way. All I want to know, real simple, quick question, maybe one or two follow-up questions, nothing major. Um,
0: First of all, relax,
1: it's fine. Second of all, the donations to the Temple of Bread. Yes? I'm a little bit curious as to, who's ordered these? Kind of why they're going, they've been going on a long time. You're one of many messengers who lives them. I know that's that's not it, but I, I will say that Brother Nihilus has a has a little bit of a
0: thing. For oh, you. no, no, he's a little bit of a thing. I nope. know, I just don't no, I know. I I don't want to talk about he's that grubby little man. No, thank you. No, nope. oh, he's nice.
1: Come on, he's nice. He's not like he's not my type, but he's nice. No, no, fair enough, fair enough. Any detail you could possibly impart to me as to these donations would be greatly appreciated. And do you do you like Amy? Do you like Angela? My,
0: my my mom calls me Amy. Oh, cute.
1: sorry, I mispronounced it. Um.
0: Okay. Well, I, I I I I still don't know who you are, and I. I don't think I should talk about palace business to a stranger. That's kind of one of the things we learn in the academy. Hmm.
1: Um. And he sighs mentally heavily. This is the nicest way I could go about this, I Amien. Mean. But there are other ones. You answered me a couple of questions. My voice goes away. Now I go. And you can take a sleepy little head back to bed. You don't need to worry about the knock at your door. You don't need to worry about any more knocks at your door. Does that sound good?
0: Um. Okay. I. uh, I. I. Every month I am given money and I bring it to the temple. I've been doing that for the last nine months.
1: He's counting down the seconds in his head as he goes. He's got seven minutes on this tops, and he's aware of that. Uh, there's gotta be something more. than that. I know the donations go to the temple, I know you're getting the first of every month, I know all that, but surely you've got something a little more juicy than that from the aim.
0: I, um, uh, um, uh, I, um, one time, um, Lady Marigold Wolver gave me the money.
1: Under his focus, as he's walking, Kyle's mouth, um, splits into a, a wolfish grin. Lady Marigold? That's pretty high up, huh? That's pretty
0: high up. I mean, it was actually one of the one of the best days in the palace I've had so far because that's I, I really want to be one of the advisor's handmaids. His eyes are rolling. To be able to meet her, and you know, to, uh, it was just it it, it like I, I kind of felt like I was personally doing her a favor. So yeah, yeah. Look, they seem to be. Uh,
1: it's it's a pretty important thing, you know. It's been going back twenty years. you have had a, a long line of people who've done this
0: work. Well, I, 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 I didn't know that no, nobody really told me what the money was for or anything, just to collect it and drop it at the temple. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. and look, it sounds like you're doing a good job so far. But I would say, you know, look, if you're not a fan of Nihilus, maybe just... Maybe you can probably ask if there's another brother there that, that could take these donations. You know, you shouldn't have to be uncomfortable, Amy. That's not fair on you, is it?
0: Uh, I mean, I, I just don't want to be any trouble.
1: no. No, you're not in any trouble. God's no. Not at all. Amy, I'm going to go now. And... Your aspirations are probably best served by this remaining a private and one-self conversation. Okay. Take care of yourself and sleep well. But do make sure you douse that fire or at least put a guard in front of it because that's not safe if you fall asleep in front of that, Amy,
0: okay? What? Uh, And then, yeah, the fact that you even saw the room was like kind of like, she's being like, I am not sleeping tonight. As you draw on the connection to Amiel and she's conversing with you and that connection's getting bigger, even though you're a mile or so apart from each other at this stage, in in that in that cerebral plane you are in her room you are on you are sitting on the edge of her bed she is sitting up with a little book in her hands and little glasses perched on her little nose looking at you very at first uh, confused then very frightened and that fear didn't really leave and as you as you slowly break the connection between the two of you you literally see her hop out of the bed and run to the fireplace to grab the poker. She doesn't go to put the fire out. She goes to swipe at you. But you're gone. You weren't, you weren't even there. She has no idea what you looked like. Uh, it, was, it was literally just a big scary shadow sitting on her bed. That's all she saw in her mind. You break the connection. And you find yourself sitting inside the Twin Mary's. A simple little pub. Another drink in hand.
1: He kind of swirls the the drink around. It's just a nail. he hasn't He hasn't even looked for anything more. The wine that he had at home was nearly soured by the fact that there'd been someone else there. And now he's shifted his thoughts completely to this new endeavor. and he thinks about marigold and he thinks about aj and the temple of brogue and he takes a sip and he leans back in his chair and smiles
0: as you as you sort of relax for the first time in a couple of hours and it's not that you were unaware of anything around you but it is that sort of settled a couple of people file in uh, very very exhausted looking uh, one looks to be a soldier, one looks to be kind of a medic. Ugh. They slump towards the bar and they throw themselves down and I was like, oh, you, just, you're over, you overhear a conversation. What a night. One of those nights that just nothing was going to happen and then all of it happens very, very suddenly. The accident, carriage, fire ganassi woman, tiefling woman, and some twisted little monster attacking them, carriage accident, the horses, the rider, the occupants inside, so many injuries, so many things to be dealt with, and there's a niggling little feeling in the back of your mind, Hephaestus is curt, Hephaestus is short, yep, she's both those things, but she's never shy of words. And you remember the message and the magic, it reached its destination, but there was a weird fuzz on the magic. It's like the words were heard, but not clearly. And something, something catches a little deeper than the whisper at the back of your mind. There's a pit in your stomach. And that relaxed, that sense of that sense of just, ah, oh, I have, I have something in my arsenal. I've a weapon here. I've got, I've got something. Is gone. That feeling is completely evaporated, because something in you tells you, something horrible has happened to Hephaestus.
1: He downs his drink and scowls. More for having been put out than anything. Kind of grits his teeth and looks to the men assembled. Is there any obvious way of telling where they come from, or did they voice where they came from? They they haven't. They're 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 the men and women. Side. Yeah yeah, and
0: yeah. and it is. It's actually it's a mishmash group, uh, predominantly uh, Goliath and half work, but there is a human woman amongst them as well. Mm. Um, they're they're on about it. They're just on about the accident of the state of, uh. Like, you know, they're not shouting it out to the bar, but they are. You're, they're close enough to be able to pick up on their conversation. You literally hear one of them ask, How's she getting on? or What's the prognosis? And it's not good. They're at the Temple of Nan. And that's never a good thing.
1: He leaves a gold coin for the ale, almost certainly more than it's worth. Or at least in his own head, definitely more than it's worth. Because it's swill. Oh, okay. Just uh, <laughs> come for me like that. Okay, thanks very much. The two Marys will not be happy. <laughs> and he's going to start out towards the temple now. I don't think he would run. I don't think he'd allow himself to run because it'd be giving himself over to maybe a feeling he doesn't care to uh to give a voice to. But nevertheless, he'll make his way hurriedly towards the Temple of Nan.
0: You cut through alleyways and downside streets, making your way towards the older side of the temple districts. And you cut into the, the temple. You find a nurse. You tell her who she's looking for. They tell you that she's currently undergoing treatment to take a seat and some will be with you. And the hours pass so slowly. Nobody comes near you. And there's a part of you that's kind of relieved about that because the longer they're away, the the news isn't as obvious that there, there isn't a definitive she's okay, she's in trouble, she's gone. And you're running through all those scenarios in your mind as much as you try not to. And Occasionally you think about going back to the hotel, Thea, Ivan, they should know, they should... But until you have an answer... It's unnecessary worry for them. And then there's all of the questions about where were you? What were you doing? And all these things start to weigh very, very heavily on you. In a way that feels very new and very uncomfortable. What is it about Hephaestus that is sticking in a way that not a lot of people have ever stuck for Kyle? It's easy
1: for him to think of her as a curiosity um, insofar as her connection to all gods and insofar as her, her unusual arcane talent that doesn't necessarily, it just doesn't fit with his own understanding of anything in that realm. And he's breaking it down logically but then his attention turns to what's presumably Dahlia and all he can think of is why would she why would she do that why would she go to Dahlia he fixed it Dahlia was a problem she was causing everyone problems and he got rid of her and why the fuck would she go and do that That was stupid. That was a stupid thing for her to do. And he's kind of torn between being angry and between being curious, and it's If you had said to him when he was at home and he had found out that he was supposed to be playing devil's advocate and then a couple of hours later his thoughts would be entirely consumed with Hephaestus Henderson. He probably would have laughed in your face and he would never admit to himself that
0: he's worried but he is A warm hand finds your shoulder and you look him into the face of a small wood elf woman white, white hair and this small little button nose and very warm cheeks and very sympathetic eyes You're Hephaestus' father? resemblance is really something, huh? Um, you can go and see her now. How's she doing? We've done all we can at this point.
1: How's Uh, she doing?
0: She's not responding to treatment. She's unconscious. It might help if a familiar voice is with her.
1: He stands up and under his breath, maybe audible, he doesn't really pay attention, just whispers amateurs and starts to focus on healing magics and the idea of them as he makes his way in towards her.
0: You're led down a hospital corridor and into uh, the ICU ward and you see Hephaestus lying in a bed under a blanket her face so bruised, very, very deep cut, bandages, uh, you can just see one hand lying out under the blanket, hands kind of burned and scorched. In the bed next to her you see Dahlia, also badly injured. Neither of them react, neither of them respond to you coming into the room and... Nurse lets a hand her hand stay there for a moment and she drifts. I'll give you some privacy.
1: He he goes to kind of roll his shoulders where her hand leaves, stops just short of like br- dusting it off. And stands there, not approaching for a second or two. And debates. As he slowly walks towards them both. Whether or not to finish the
0: job with Dahlia. You find yourself fixed between the two beds. Hephaestus on your left. Dahlia on your right. And there is, there's just a rage. A quiet anger. Aimed at. Dahlia, but. Hephaestus shouldn't and it's that blame that it's going to work and what is what the hell is going on where is all of this coming from and as much as you want to just put that little twerp out of her misery you find yourself lingering towards Hephaestus He
1: looks around a little, not self-consciously, but he looks around as, as just assessing whether or not this is the type of place you'd get away with discreetly murdering someone. Um, and kind of half thinking about it, reaches a hand down to Festa's face uh, and takes kind of the swollen um, mass of like her cheek in his hand and uses his healing hands as a an aasimar that he has. Available
0: to him. Your hands glow and you can feel the warmth of Hephaestus' cheek and you feel the magic kind of just wash out of you. Hephaestus doesn't absorb any of it.
1: From a magical standpoint does that make any sense to him? No. There's
0: something blocking.
1: He was only kind of half paying attention. He kind of just assumed it would do the trick. And when it doesn't, he turns back towards her. And he kneels down by the bed. And just looks at her long and hard in kind of an attempt to understand.
0: You feel something very, very cold. Very, very present. Just appear right behind you, and a voice whispers in your ear. You've been digging, Kyle. Very busy.
1: He grits his teeth.
0: your incessant need, Kael, to hold all the cards. It has not gone unnoticed. You have been summoned to the reading. I trust you have your arguments prepared. There is the matter of your client and their dissatisfaction with your performance, a blemish on the tarot. They have requested a few moments of your time. Once they have finished, gather your belongings. The tarot have arrived in the city. A little ahead of schedule, The reading. We cannot trust you, Kyle. No. Best keep you in a place where we can keep all eyes on you. Say your farewells. I'll be waiting outside. Before you, Kyle, you watch as the silhouette, the inky form of temperance, just waft in and out before vanishing and just as quickly as they do another form takes their place and you would recognize it anywhere it's not just the shape it's the unnerving coldness the darkness that just seems to emanate from them and their energy and all of it just here in the room with Vesta. you find fear
1: it's been a long night it has
0: what's happened here? I never thought I'd see you reduced to your knees, practically crying over the girl. The Great Sun.
1: He has nothing, and he bites his lip.
0: Despite Everything in my being telling me to intervene, telling me to obliterate those two little pests. I think this one's better left up to fate.
1: His eyes kind of, he doesn't move, but his eyes kind of scan over in the direction of her voice. But he doesn't turn his head and he doesn't stand. Well.
0: Survival of the fittest.
1: He takes a long look at Hephaestus. And very genuinely stops to consider how much that phrase applies to her. What's the alternative?
0: (laughs) The alternative is, I have my people invade this temple and burn it to ashes, along with everybody in, in it.
1: Not much of an alternative.
0: Some rest, Kyle. You look haggard.
1: He stands. (laughs) He doesn't (laughs) face her or anything. He doesn't look away. He just stands and, like, straightens himself. And his posture. And brushes off his legs. And he thinks... About all of the magic in his repertoire and he considers a cure wounds and he knows based on what he's seen it might not work and he considers just using a mind spike and eviscerating Dahlia from within and then he turns and looks around the room.
0: As you take one last look around the room and Hephaestus lying unconscious in the bed before you you reach into your pocket take out a small sliver of paper and you hold it very very tightly in your hand you slip it into Hephaestus and you leave the room As you're making your way back down through the halls of the Temple of Nan in the distance you can can make out the frantic voices you recognise via Ivan and AJ and they're talking to a nurse or somebody at the reception it's going to be too hard to see them too hard to explain where you're going and why you might not come back so you take a small corridor and slip out a side exit and as you take in a breath of the cold night air you can just about see the sun beginning to rise on the horizon and standing at the edges of the path you see temperance a tarot and they beckon you Towards a carriage. We'll leave the episode there. You've been listening to Romancing the Dungeon with Amber, Sam, Eilish, Louise, Ben, and James. I'm Jacqueline, and I've been your dungeon master. This is the last episode in which James will be appearing in Romancing the Dungeon as Kael. We wish him all the best in his future endeavours, but the show will go on. We'd like to thank, as always, Ghost of Red Mountain for our amazing theme song, and Ralph is redacted for our title card and artwork. You can find us on all social media platforms at d8dungeon. And there's another new episode out in two weeks' time, and I guess... While this is while I'm recording this now, this is going out on Friday. We're going to be at QCon up in Belfast. So, if you happen to be listening to this and you happen to be in Belfast uh, at the weekend, uh, we will be running some workshops as well as some one shots. So, if you're about and you'd like to pop in, do come say hi. Uh, we do have some really good news uh, as well coming out soon. And you know what? Uh, fake it. I'll, I'll share some of it now. Uh, we are in the middle of working on some merch um and uh, we hope to have that available to you very very soon without further delay um we're back in two weeks time for another episode and we are coming so close to the end of season two i can almost taste it and uh until then we'll see you